it is the story heard around the world. People are coming out of the woodwork to share that apparently for all of these years, Ellen DeGeneres has treated her staff like 2020 has treated us. Okay, not good. From intimidation, behind the scenes, all this kind of sexual misconduct going on on set, from looking at her the wrong way, breathing, blinking, chewing, I don't even know, you name it, okay? This shit is coming to the light, people. You guys out there were pretty shocked by this Ellen DeGeneres news shakeup, but let me tell you guys something. Us? I don't know, not so much. Okay, <laughs> this is Taylor, you guys. How's it going? I'm the blonde holding it down. We have a little trifecta today. So we have another blonde, Shalar Vale, who's a longtime working actress in Hollywood. And we have a fan fave, the black babe, Sade Spence. <laughs> so it's like we have the three Bs, right? Yeah. 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 I love that intro, by the way, the black babe. I love it. <laughs> We're making the Bs work in this B, literally. I want to tell you guys... This is going to be kind of surprising to you. Other women in this business, I reached out to to talk about this debacle on the podcast. These are people like I know, I've, you know, acquaintances with. They either ghosted me or wouldn't want to talk about it. Wow. What part of this whole thing did they not want to talk about? Did you ask them? Did they touch on that? I actually didn't because I think I was so shocked. This to me, we're going to obviously peel it back and get into it, but this is so obvious to talk about. It's like, you're that afraid to burn bridges or ruin connections or your reputation that this is something you won't even talk about. That to me is crazy. I agree with you. Not wanting to burn a bridge that might take you over the river to a place that's, you know, conducive to having so much abuse in the workplace. Like, why would you? Yeah. I'm like, why is that bridge worth it if you're yeah. trying to protect a system that clearly is, has some flaws? I think we can all agree that this is sort of warranted because obviously this is not a one-time cancellation from something someone said back in the day. This is a repetitive, reoccurring thing that's really unacceptable. So what was your reaction? Because honestly... We all knew about this for years. So my whole thing is like, I obviously, I don't know Ellen, never worked with on like Ellen show or anything like that. I think, you know, celebrities, with the whole pandemic, celebrities already have been like reamed time after time because we're like, you guys are so out of touch. Like you're talking about how we're all, you know, going through this together while you're in your mansion and everybody else is like losing their jobs and this and that. So like, I think it's strange when, okay, there's hardly anybody coming to Ellen's defense, right? It is like deafening. And those that have are mainly celebs, which I find really interesting. And I feel like if people are only celebs coming to your aid, those are the people that you treat the best. And as we know, character is defined as who you are when no one's looking. And in this case, no one is probably everybody who works for her because they are like, you know, one, I say that in air quotes to compare to celebrities. So I don't know. I feel like there has, I feel like there's some truth to it. I don't know her, but I feel like there's gotta be some underlying truth that this is going on for years. And, you know, I think it's also weird that people don't want to speak out about it or have thoughts about it because a workplace is a workplace. You should have thoughts on how people are treated in a workplace. 
100%. And like you're saying, someone isn't going to treat Katy Perry, who, by the way, came out and defended Ellen the same way as a PA or a runner getting your donuts. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Shalar, what do you think that, because I know when you and I were texting about it, you mentioned how this sort of like toxicity, especially with women, is something that has been going on in this business and people don't talk about because I feel like there's such a thing of like women have to stand behind women. And it's like, yes, absolutely. But at the same time, this stuff is happening. So we're, are we not allowed to call that out and let this stuff persist? Like what is your take from being on sets and behind the scenes for so many years? It's like a culture that clearly has been around for a, like forever, for the longest time being on set. It can be kind of surreal because you've got, you know, we're talking the whole culture of this year with um, what's going on and uh, police brutality, Black Lives Matter, all of that. On sets, I'm sure you guys have experienced it too. You really have like discrimination going on as far as like if you're an extra on set, you are treated completely different. You know, you get you get instructions not to look the stars or the host in the eye. Don't give them eye contact. Extras, you should be grateful to be there, that sort of thing. Yes, absolutely. And then you don't even get to eat first. You have to like, there's a special area for extras to eat or a special time for them to get their food. And well, I just wanted to interject because it's so funny you say this, that specific, like, don't look the talent in the eye, which is what a lot of people who worked on the Ellen show are alleging that specific thing. What the fuck is with that? Don't look you in the eye. I'm sorry. What is it like Medusa? I know. I know. Apparently she's really shy, which I get a lot of people in the public like I that are actors and things like that they say that they tend to be shy however I think especially when you work in the world of entertainment and yeah. you are a reporter how shy can you or, or a host how shy can you really be like your whole job is to interact and communicate so even if you are shy um, there's a difference between being shy and like removed and or rude and don't you feel too with Ellen um You've got the star side of it. Obviously, she needs to have major stars come on. That's part of her platform. And so she has that connection with them. But if, if she is shy, and that's an issue, when you're on set, she also has this platform of reaching out to the common man that like, she's trying to help people who are down and out or people who have been discriminated against that aren't movie stars. And so that being said, some of those people might be on set with her being an extra or somebody who is in the, in the stands or in the crowd or a PA that just came to LA. How can you peddle that mentality on your show and then not practice it? So I kind of was thinking about it like, are you peddling this be kind thing or are you actually practicing it? Well, I think that's why so many of her former employees are so infuriated. And I mean, I read, I've read every piece. I read the original variety piece from the spring. I read the Buzzfeed one that came out in July of all of these former employees saying these stories, which why, what would be their motive? first of right. all. And right. these things all just line up. And I think that's the hypocrisy is like, you're making a f- killing, you're making a fortune preaching about kindness. And then you are firing someone who had to take, had to work from home for a day because they went to a funeral. I think it's just such a bigger issue of how in Hollywood we're so deceived by these images and right. also the egos. Like I'm sure you both have, have seen and dealt with egos, male or female, and how destructive that is. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. I, I I just really wonder with, like, what you were saying, like, for someone who's considered to be shy, like, how do you uphold this, like, kind, like, you have a whole kind persona, right? But then in your workplace, you're letting things 
slider, you're supposedly disconnected. But how can you think that you have a place that's kind if you're like disconnected? And I don't think that can be just ego if your whole thing is supposed to be kind. Like it doesn't, I feel like there's something weird missing there. And maybe that's because she removed, according to everyone else, she removed herself from even knowing the rest of her staff. So, she, so you know, so she oversaw a lot of things and just like completely over her head. But I still think you have that, that responsibility and it's yeah. weird because I'm sure you guys know too that it's considered like the Disneyland of um, like talk shows to work at. Like everybody's like, I want to work at Ellen. It's the Disneyland uh, places to work. And I know someone who worked there for a short amount of time. And so when they got there, they, were, they had a little bit of a shell shock. Like, oh, like it's not. Like I actually have this kind of like weird like fear or you don't really speak out about things and that. Um, they were also instructed, you don't really look at her or talk to her. And I was like, well, how do you like meetings work? How do like meet morning meetings work? Like when you're going over, um, you know, this segment or that segment, it's like relayed through someone else. Like what no. is that? You like an interpreter because you're that shy. I think there's something really weird there. And I, I don't know if it's just ego. Could you, could you really be like, I'm such a huge host in the industry and I preach kindness and I don't talk to my staff? I don't know. What do you guys think about this? And I know it infuriates me on a personal level. Cause like we talk about this all the time. I would kill for a platform like that. And I would never in a million years, I don't care if it's the janitor. I don't care who it is. Like in a million years, your name is on the show, bitch. Like, I'm sorry. That's just how the cookie crumbles. What do you guys think? Cause I think it was one of the celebs. I don't think it was Katy Perry, but one of the celebs argued, you know, she's been such a pioneer for gay rights and human rights. So don't treat her this way. Okay. Well, I just feel like one doesn't excuse the other and they can both be true. Like, what do you guys think? Shalari, I see you shaking your head. She has done a lot of good things. So we're not saying she hasn't, but just because you are really good at one thing or you, you know, put your efforts in one area and you let other areas lapse and other people are, you know, being harmed by your behavior or the culture that you have on your set, just because she does good over here doesn't excuse this. We're not talking about that. It's kind of like the good cop, bad cop situation we're having right now. You know, there are a lot of good cops out there, but we're not focusing on the good cops. We're focusing on the bad cops and that needs to be fixed. And I find it rather disgusting that that's not being addressed right now. That like for Portia to come forward and Katy Perry to come forward and, and back her, that's not what our discussion is. Clearly you back her, you're married to her and you're a, you're a good friend. So clearly we know that you back her, but there's something going on that needs to be addressed. And I, I, I feel disappointed that that's, you know, she's not coming out and saying that and you know, Portia's post. To your point, and I was actually gonna bring this up. So Portia, her wife posted, a hashtag on Instagram. I stand with Ellen and I swear to you, I posted it on my Instagram and people were coming out of the woodwork. Like what the fuck? Like people are salivating to talk about this. I was a little petty and with, and I had to check how many posts were actually under the hashtag at the moment. They were like less than a hundred in support of the hashtag. And I was like, yeah. And also the fact that it's liked by celebrities like Kris Jenner and Courtney Cox. Yeah. Why? Like I said, I put it on my story and people were super fired up and reactive. Like obviously does it just show how tone deaf and like how you're ignoring the problem? Like, do you not see it? What about it do you think has people so like, what the fuck up in arms? It's like such a double standard because we're, the last few years we've been dealing with Me Too, Time's Up, 
and you know putting out there listen to the victim you have to listen to the victim and right now they're not it's not about the victims it's about ellen straight up out of touch yes like, absolutely like, you know like yeah we understand the victim but then they can't they can't seem to grasp it when they aren't the victim for that one moment they can't grasp that like we the normal people that do day-to-day -day jobs where we're not waited on by other people at all times of the day um are treated by other people rudely on a regular basis i mean the same thing kind of goes like you were mentioning blm earlier like some people can't fathom that like black people are treated horribly in this country but it's like but it does exist same for the people at her workplace like you know if the horrible culture is going on and they're being subjected to it you don't work at ellen you're like a guest of honor when you go to Ellen. Why would you ever experience that? And it takes and away from the issue. It just takes the focus away. So it right. would be like if, a, if, it, if you know, three dozen Jeffrey Epstein accusers came forward and all the stories were the same, but they were like, no, but no, 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 but he's great. It's like, okay, but like, what about what they had to say just curious do we not care what's the situation they said like he has so much money he donated here yeah but right. but when you know we're talking about not really wanting to hear from the stars because clearly they're going to be treated very well because that's the bread and butter of the show but at the same time when i was looking through the videos there are videos of her actually, in my opinion, bullying certain stars into divulging information that clearly is off limits. And she doesn't drop and press, like I was just watching one with um, Taylor Swift, where she was playing a game with her, wanting her to chime a bell if she dated the guy that's in the picture or something. And she's like, oh, here, let me chime it for you. And she took the bell away from her because Taylor kept pleading, please, I don't, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, talk about someone I've dated. I don't want to admit to certain things. And watching it was kind of shocking. I didn't see those episodes, but I read about Mariah Carey, you know, having her force, like, yeah, announcing like, a pregnancy. No, and, while she's pregnant. Like, yeah. How are people still pussyfooting around it, right? So like one example are the people who wouldn't even come on this podcast to talk about it. But even right. I did like a Google ass sweep before this, because I was like, I need to see how people are reporting this, how they're reporting the I stand with Ellen hashtag. And you guys, even like the female centric sites, all these sites, no one really, no one really, I'm talking Vanity Fair, Refinery29 was maybe the most critical. No one really called her out. And all the headlines about Portia's post, they were all like, Portia speaks out. Portia stands by Ellen. None of them are like, hi guys, please descend from Mars and come to Earth. Like, why? Which I find crazy. And how can Portia stand by Ellen? Is she on set with her every day? Does she know how the staff is treated? Why would she even say, I stand by her? It's not like she's been cheating on her. It's not, it's not a relationship issue. It has nothing to do between the two of them. It has to do with her show and how people are treated that work on, on that set. And I find it appalling that she's starting a hashtag i stand with ellen sade we both are writers like how many times have we gotten pushback from editors being like just do the neutral pc you know okay thing i was about to say and chime in on that like i my problem with a lot of these like female centric outlets or not even the female centric ones just like in general i know we all want to be like positive and uplifting right and 
I get that. I want to be positive uplifting too, but sometimes we can't make real change and get to that positive place if we're going to overlook all the dirt before that. We can't get to rainbows and all that stuff without some rain and letting some real shit wash away. Like, let's be clear. Like, the same thing applies to BLM. We can't be like, oh, let's all love each other and black and white's gonna live, like, together perfectly. It's like, we can't just rush to the finish line of peace. So I feel like a lot of these outlets, they're always like, yeah, well, let, you know, we want to uplift. There's an outlet I wrote, I wrote for, and they always wanted me to write about the Kardashians. And honestly, like that family, like, ugh, I can't with them. Yeah, they do some good ugh, at times or whatever. I'm a black woman and they're culture vultures. And that's like always present to me. And it's always present in their brand and their, and their everyday lives. So like when they're always like, yeah, write about this. And you know, we want it to be uplifting and it's like, that's great, it's uplifting, but like this part of their brand, like you want me to skip the part where it's like, they stole that and they borrowed that or didn't mention that. Like, I'm like, I'm going to slide this in. So yeah, but at the end of the day, I think a lot of these outlets, they, they just want to like kind of skirt past it because they want to be on the, essentially on the celebrity side and look really happy and positive. And I think that too many outlets are too, they're too comfortable with trying to be celebrity adjacent and please the celebrity. And like, that's not the point of reporting. That's not the point of journalism. It's like facts, not like opinions. Like if you want somebody to like suck up to them, that's the job of like, I guess, media personalities. Thank you. Put that on my tombstone. Goodbye. <laughs> that exactly. And it's also like on a personal level, all the way up to such a high profile media level. Like if this year has shown us anything, what the hell do you have to lose? Like, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of coming on a podcast to talk about how this isn't okay with a high profile celebrity? What do you have to lose posting an article saying this isn't okay? There is no holds bar anymore. Like what are you, what could you still possibly be afraid of? Honestly. It's really sad because clearly people still are afraid and feel that if they do speak out, they're not going to get work. It is a protection to those who do abuse people within the entertainment industry. They know that in general, most people are afraid to speak out because especially if you're not super famous already, that you're not going to get work, you're going to get blacklisted and, and it makes it so that people stay quiet. And I'm surprised though that nobody wanted to talk when you had reached mm -hmm. out. But still, everything's thrown out the window, all the rules. Like, why are you guys still, you know, kissing their assholes, as I like to put it? Right. Don't you feel like Ellen does that too, though? The what times I really like watching her is when Justin Bieber is on there. My son and I love watching that, and it's fun, and they kind of have a cute banter going back and forth. But watching one video after another today, she, I don't know if it's an insecurity thing, I don't know what it is, but she does like to... Um, talk about my good friend this person, my good friend that person. And I feel like there's a desire on her part maybe to to keep treating these people in a certain way to stay within their circles. I find sometimes mm -hmm. hosts of shows like that who aren't you know, actors or musicians do kind of have this fakeness about them in a way, trying to reel in that big star and keep well, them there. Jimmy Fallon is the same way, right? Like the joke is how everything someone does, like someone could literally sneeze or like step on a piece of gum. And he's like, I love that. Oh my God, that was the best right. thing. Which brings me to my next point is the difference between the male and female. And so much of what people are saying online, which I find crazy because I'm like, now you guys are reaching 
is how if this were happening with a male, a very prominent male TV host, it wouldn't be treated the same. But because no. she's a woman and labeled a bitch or this or that, but if it were a man, it'd be like, oh no, that, that, uh, that, you know, is excusable. Uh, so he just lays down the law, like this is how he runs it, that sort of thing, like macho, because people like to they have to give men that, like, it's okay for them to be macho, but as soon as a woman is anything other than um, submissive or, you know, um, over-apologetic, then, like you said, she's like a bitch or too much. Men would get, like, a slide. Well, I actually, because, like, I disagree with that notion. I feel like especially... Well, like in real life, yes. Like there are certainly times when a woman will be assertive and they're labeled a bitch and a guy, it's like, that's a boss. But like, this is a case where I'm like, that's a reach because if a Jimmy Kimmel or someone had these same accusations, especially because of Me Too era and everything that's happened and everyone like sitting around on their phone looking for things to like, you know, get behind and rally behind. I just feel like the same sort of downfall would happen for a dude right now. Like, I don't really feel like gender has anything that, I don't know in this specific case has anything really to do with it well I think prior the whole like macho versus like bitchy woman thing would first would be an issue but I do think right now since everybody's got time um like <laughs> they don't care who they're canceling right I think it's just, right. like, I do agree in that sense but I think like uh like let's say this was like maybe a year or two ago it'd be more like eh. but now people are really you know they're itching for something to do. They're behind it. Shalar, what do you think in terms of like the male versus female treatment? I've been in entertainment, so I've seen it there, but I also, I've worked at like top firms in Los Angeles in investment banking and in architecture. And I see that same mentality there. Um, You'll see male executives getting away with a lot more than any female executive. But if we're like talking about Ellen, it'll be interesting to see the stories that are actually validated and are truthful and not just hearsay. Because some of the hearsay stories that I've been hearing and reading about, it's not behavior that it's a tough boss where a woman would be construed as being a bitch and a guy is just being hard on his employees. We're not talking about that. We're talking about firing someone possibly for looking at them or having bad breath. I've heard those stories. I don't know if they're true. But you know that kind of stuff is not, you know, I don't care if you're a man or a woman, like you don't treat your staff that way. And then you have staff who are afraid to even approach you or be around you, you know, God forbid, if they look at you incorrectly, you know, whatever your, your issues are with that. And then they might be fired the next day. And I've seen that on set, not with Ellen. I've never been on Ellen's show, but I've seen and I've heard it um, where an extra was maybe looking at them wrong or said something. And I've heard the actual, you know, person that is either is the principal or the high up producer, whisper to somebody on set and say, get rid of that person. I don't want them here. And they did nothing other than just standing over on the side, being an extra and looking over and apparently looking at them the wrong way. It'll be interesting to see what's actually happening on her set. Sade, I bet that this is vindicating for your friend <laughs> who worked there. Like, uh, well, she's only there for a short amount of time. So if that's any indication to you. And she still saw the wrath. Well, did you guys see that the DJ who worked on her show for a few years posted on Instagram being like, I, yes, like there was toxic behavior. I witnessed it. I saw it. He was saying he worked for her back in like 2003 Mm -hmm. to whatever. And then another date, like 2006, 2008. I just thought that was really interesting for him to be like, yeah, it was toxic. But the times he worked there were like, almost a full 20 years back where I'm like, 
dude, you were like, you just decided to dip. Like you didn't say anything. I guess and maybe, you know, it was a, it's a different time and people weren't really outing um, their bosses as much back then. But I just find it interesting that like 20 years later, you're like, yeah, it was toxic. Has she even come out and made any sort of statement? She did. It was the most glazed over snooze fest, whatever publicist, you know, prepped this for her really needs to like step it up a notch because it was basically just, you know, I'm sad that this behavior was going on, kind of saying like, I didn't really know, but it makes me sad that this was sort of going on in my workplace and like not really taking any real accountability. Would you agree, Shade? Yeah, it, it sounded like she was removing herself and yeah. like trying to take responsibility, but also trying to make sure that everybody knew it wasn't really her fault. It was more along the lines of like, um, yeah, you know, my name's on the show and I, I'm going to take responsibility for that. Unfortunately, I wasn't directly involved with these people, so I did not know. For you guys listening, we're not out to crucify Ellen. We are not on a witch hunt for this lady. We're yeah. simply three women behind the scenes in this business who, as we do call it, uh, you know, we're calling it as we see it. And I think it's just sort of like the hypocrisy and the injustice that like anything else we would want to see with BLM, with Me Too. Take accountability. You know what I mean? I hate cancel culture. I think it's so destructive for what we do, Shade, as journalists, for everything. But at the same time, it's like, this is not... This is not cool. And in Hollywood, it's such a trendy thing right now for people to like look to the top and say, you know, fix it. What is the expression? Like the head of the snake, like fix it from the top down. And if you're going to like say that and be part of it, you need to be, you need to be walking that walk, man. Like you can't just be saying it and then have this behavior go on for years. It's just not okay. Put your money where your mouth is. Everyone's like, yeah, you've been preaching this la la la. Let's all, you know, fix this. They're like, so now it's time. Now they want to replace her. People want the show axed or replace her. I don't know. What do you guys think? Because I mean, I'm all I'm all for a good dragging. I'm not really good. Here. <laughs> I always say that I'm like I don't mind a good drag because that's how you're gonna learn. But um, when it comes to the canceling part, I'm not all for. So what do you guys think is gonna happen? I feel like I'm against the canceling thing when it's, you know, someone blinked the wrong way in 1922 and now like they can't ever work again. I think that's ridiculous. But in this case, I have to say, and this is really against my core belief, but again, it's like, this wasn't a slip of one time. This clearly is an indicator of someone's behavior over a period of a very years and years and years. So in this case, it's a little tainted, is it not? Who would even want to work on the show now? Who would want to be on as a guest? What does that say about you? Stand up for what's right. I agree. I feel like she's not putting time and energy publicly for us to see that she actually cares about this situation. I mean, obviously, we all make mistakes, and we should all have a chance to better ourselves and evolve from them. But like you said, on this one particular occasion, it's not just one slip up. It's not something she said or tweeted years ago. It's, it's a pattern of behavior that has affected a lot of people and hurt a lot of people. What do you guys think about, because we witnessed this so much, like Shade with interviewing celebs, like the diva behavior, right? Like the amount of times on a red carpet, I've seen a female celebrity hand their clutch, hand their purse, hand their laptop, hand their dress train to their publicist, and they walk on by, right? And to me now it's like okay what's the difference between like fun diva behavior and actually like you're just being an asshole now you know like not knowing their name 
when they can't look you in the eye I mean that part is crazy to me because I think you know I probably seem super outgoing but like I consider myself like an introverted extrovert because sometimes I don't really like being all out there but like if I'm gonna go into a room I'm gonna at least say hi to everybody I'm gonna like look you in the face because I want to you know talk to you validate that you're here I'm here hello um if you own a company I would think I would want to at least validate everybody and let them know like hey like I'm Ellen, you're working for me, like, this is going to be great, because apparently she tells everybody on their first day or whatever, something to the effect of, like, um, like, I'm so happy you're here, or, like, this is gonna be a great place to work, like, they said that, like, that's the motto, or go, like, during meetings or something that happens, so you need to communicate that for reals, like, how can you oversee and be the star of this entire show, and, like, not truly communicate with the people that work there and run it, but you're over here trying to, you know, warm the hearts of people mm -hmm. over TV that aren't anywhere close to you. Right. There's a, that's a problem. Well, and it, it is her show, like you said, her name's on the show and she's been around for long enough to where we all know she has the power to set the culture on her show, on her set. Mm -hmm. And if there are problems and she's not involved, which I don't really believe anymore from what we're hearing, but if that's the case and it's other people, she has the power to change that and she hasn't changed that. It's been going on for quite some time. And I find it hard to believe that any producer of her show would have more power over her than she has over the show herself. Right. They even say when you're on a movie, right? You guys, for those of you listening, it's called a call sheet and it has every single person from the actors to the crew, to the people serving the food, everything. And the very first person is like Harrison Ford. It's Leo DiCaprio. It's Brad Pitt, whatever. And they always say it's the start of the movie. And that person sets the tone for the entire set, like trickle down. And that's why I bring you know, I brought ego into it because you think about, like, I've heard these stories, the same thing with Dr. Phil. Apparently on Dr. Phil's show, you can't only not look him in the eye. You guys are both nodding like crazy. Like, yep, you can't even not look him in the eye, but you can't even like walk in the same path as his, I've heard. Here's where I think it's interesting though, because yes, you know, Dr. Phil, I heard all of that, that he doesn't foster the warmest culture, but his show also isn't very warm. <laughs> you know, like, to be fair, I'm like, Mm -hmm. When you watch a show on the daily, he's not nice. He's, right. he's, he's there to cut into, you know, whatever <laughs> issues you and your family are going through. And people watch it, not because he's, like, coddling them. But it's different when you see Ellen, who comes into your home through your television and seems so warm to, to a celebrity, but also, you know, to the, the little kid who's, I don't know, doing whatever at home or got attacked by something or has it suffering from a disease. So when you see her being so heartwarming to these people, but, like, the people you work with every day aren't getting that treatment. I feel like it's, it's, it's different. It's worse. That's a good, that's a really good point. And I think that's the theme of like 2020 is like what we think versus reality being like, no fuckers. This is actually what's going on. And it's like, right. So at face value, like if we think it's something, just be that. I say it so much on this podcast, like be about it. If you're going to be Dr. Phil and be an asshole, cool. We know you're an asshole. At least we know, like you're saying, Sade. It's out there. So before I let you lovely ladies go, I want to really dig into, we kind of like, we flirted with it earlier, but this whole idea of why we don't really talk about female on female power struggles 
whether it be in the entertainment business. And I'm sure for you, those of you listening, this permeates through so many businesses. Like I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm, this is not the popular thing to say. I feel like working for women is a fucking nightmare. I've had so many times where it's just like so much easier to work for a man. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, no, I agree that it can be, it can be difficult to work for other women. And I feel like, um, sometimes, you know, other women feel like because they can handle the same struggle you're going through, or it's perceived that they can, like whether you're feeling sick or you have children or, you know, you're going through your menstrual cycle or something like that, since they know that they've been through something like that too. And maybe because they think I can handle it, you can too. When the fact of the matter is we're all different and we all process things and, you know, receive things differently. So I feel like when it comes to those sorts of issues, like women can be really tough. Like I remember one time I asked for a personal day. This is when I was like working at like Hollister, like years ago, you know, like when you need your come up job in this industry and the female manager told me no, after I'd been working so many days and I was so stressed out and I was just like, I can't handle this place. Like they also don't appreciate me. And I just wanted one day so I could like take a moment to like breathe and think. And she was like, no. I've had editors and female publicists. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I see a celebrity on a red carpet and they have a female publicist, I'm like, fuck, because I, I feel like they bust your balls. Like they're going to give me a harder time. And part of it is like, like I've had unnecessarily rude emails from female editors or pushback. And part of me thinks it's because they overcompensate because it's like, well, I can be as tough as a man and I can, and it's like, they're almost like a dick about it. Shalari, you're nodding. What do you think? I agree. Like I definitely, I've seen that happen. I've only, I haven't worked with that many women that were my boss, but the couple that I have were actually amazing. So I I was lucky. I've encountered more men that do exactly what you were just describing, but I've worked with women who do work for women and encounter that. And I've seen it, you know, like not being part of the team and seen it happen. So I definitely feel, I agree with you, Taylor. I think that you struggle so long to get to that point and and you're treated a certain way by the boys club that when you finally get into a position of power, all of that, like is that tension or resentment, I don't know, is coming out and you're, you're just treating your employees the same way you were treated coming up to the position you're at. Well, part of me, part of me wonders that with Ellen, because Sade, do you feel like with our generation, there was like a boys club? Because I don't really feel that way. And I, I think about that with people like Ellen, where it's like, she did have the struggle of like, A, being a woman, B, coming out, all of this stuff. Where like, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze her and I don't know her and I've never worked for her, but I'm just saying, I also sometimes think the generation plays a part because I never personally felt that like boys club thing, you know, coming up in my career. Did you? I would say not necessarily as much for like us, but what I felt like I, I encountered a lot more of, um, I feel like, especially with hosts, there's so many like women trying to be hosts, not that men aren't, but I feel like there's so many women and everybody feels like you're also my competition um, rather than seeing there's space for all of us. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. a huge part of it. And I, I felt before that when I was either, either applying for jobs or like going through some sort of process where it's like, they, like, I wasn't allowed to go any further because I think like the person who was empowered was a woman felt like, um, this person might come and change too much or like she might take my job. So like, we're not going to do this or, you know, they kind of keep you at a, a certain level. I've also really encountered the passive aggressiveness, which drives me insane. insane. I, that, I, I hate that the most. I hate it the most <sighs> because 
I want you just to come out and tell me whatever it is you need. But you do this like passive aggressive thing instead of just being assertive. And it's like, I'm going to be passive about it. And then the next time I'm just like super mean, you know, like, Hey, um, can you do this? Like, that would be great. Or like, do you want to do this? That would be great. I'm like, do I? No. Are you asking me to do it? Like, well, which one is it? You know what I mean? It's always this like passive aggressive circle. And that's the one thing I can't stand. And I find a lot happens a lot when working with emails. Me too. Yeah, I, I, I can't. encounter that. Definitely. And in comparison to men, that's where it also looks like so much worse because at least like if a man's going to say it, he's usually just direct. Like, I feel like that also happens a lot with like millennial women. Yeah. Because everybody's too busy. Like I'm, I'm nice. And it goes back to that fake rainbows and stars and daffodils thing where everybody wants to be like the uplifting woman but it's like Mm -hmm. then just get to the point instead of being like I'm gonna be super duper nice and then I'm biting your head off. Sade how many times on a red carpet you know again I bring it back to like our experience but like has a male publicist being like sorry Brad Pitt's not gonna talk to you today boom to the point got it done here's the female publicist oh like okay we're gonna go bring him to get a pedicure and then a tuna melt and then and then fluff his hair and then we'll bring him back to talk to you okay and you're like I know you're not bitch yes I've had like the women that are always like yeah you know what we're we're gonna be right back and some some of them have told the truth I feel like that also depends on what outlet you're with as well because there's the whole ego power trip now depending Mm -hmm. on like what outlet you're working with and where is that outlet um on the carpet because you know publicists will like they give you positions based off of like the notoriety so there goes that whole ego side of the story but um yeah and I think obviously here you guys for those of you listening like this is not at all a women bashing women session this is like we're obviously three women but we're just real about it and this is shit that goes on and and Shade's right, like people just sugarcoat it and glaze over it and act like it doesn't exist. And they're the ones who are acting this way behind the scenes. So we just really want to like cut that stuff out. Really, if we really want to have women on top and, you know, not to be like it's innuendo, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you want to have like women running shit and supporting each other, then call it how it is and quit like bulldozing over it that's not going to help like we're saying the stuff that's actually going on behind the scenes that people are afraid to talk about how is that helping women by pretending no and we should all feel comfortable and safe enough to speak our mind and and share our stories and talk about it and clearly it's still an issue sure i can only imagine and we're gonna wrap soon but when we talk about like Shade, you made an amazing point about how competitive women can be in this business shalar with you acting i literally can't even imagine the stories you must have yeah it is if um you have a question about something whether it's you know about representation or a casting director i often find you have that competitiveness or they don't even want to share information and the information that they would share wouldn't put them out or take a a role away from them but there is that competitiveness where it's not it they want to say it's inclusive like you like to be part of that acting community but really oftentimes even with male actors i find there's that competitiveness of like worried that I might take something from them when we're not even in the same demographic. On an ending note, bringing it back to Ellen and how crazy it is, even though again, like to us, it's not that crazy because we're like, okay, we knew, but like this stuff goes on all the time. Why, what do you hope that people take from this whole thing happening and why were, weren't you that surprised? 
I'm not surprised, not only because of her, but because of the entire industry. Like, again, like you were saying, I'm not trying to bash Ellen there. You know, my mom loves her and I've watched it and I've loved her shows and I think she does amazing things. But there's this one part now that we need to figure out if she's really doing these things or having people being mistreated on set or getting fired for things and, you know, hurting people in that way, then it needs to be addressed and that needs to change. Or I'm all for the cancel culture in this situation. I'm always a huge Tom Cruise fan. But I don't know if you guys have heard. I've lived out in LA here for like 28 years now. And I've met countless people. I used to live in a building where my neighbor, um, her, they were filming on at her relative's house. And anyone attached to it, neighbors that live in the neighborhood, it doesn't matter. They all talk about him like he's just this gracious guy. I've never met him. I don't know what he's really like. But the fact that the entire city talks about him in that way, like Manhattan Beach when they filmed Jerry Maguire, I knew a couple of people that lived in the area and they said he bought dinner for that whole neighborhood. And you just hear one countless story after another that isn't coming from the stars, it's coming from yeah. the little people. And the fact that the little people are talking so highly of him and have encountered him in that way, and they're not doing that for Ellen. We're not hearing low level staff members, you know, saying that this never happens. We're like now hearing these stories that it does happen. Why? Why is this not being addressed? This should be where you're focusing on, not a video of her crying her eyes out in pain for other people suffering for whatever reason, but yet she's not crying out in pain for her staff members, her yeah. family. That's their, her family. When you work on a crew, that's your family. I think I'd have to agree with Shalar basically where I am not too surprised because it, this has been going on for a while. It's been like a slippery slope gradually over the years. Like, remember, it wasn't too long ago where Dakota Johnson was like, you didn't invite she outed her. Where I was like, I'm not the hugest like DJ fan, but all of a sudden I was like, I might, I might have to, to stand maybe. I don't know. She can be kind of weird in interviews too, but anywho, that's another story. But um, <laughs> like Dakota called her out and she's been called out like for a while now um from other celebrities either like mentioning it just a little bit and then people and staff have been saying it for a while where after a while it seems like that has there has to be some truth to it i don't know mm. if all is true all is true i don't work there haven't worked there won't work there because it probably won't be around <laughs> there has to be some sort of underlying truth there and it's probably that it wasn't the safest environment you know sexual misconduct going around um people feeling unsafe to bring up things that have happened to them, whether it be intimidation or, you know, that's trickled down. I do find it kind of interesting that all of a sudden we are having this huge, like, yep, looks like the show's going to be gone soon. But I think it's because people have time and they're at home. <laughs> exactly. Thank you guys so much for hopping on last minute. I was like, we need to, like I said, people were like shaking in their boots to talk about this for whatever reason. Again, it has so people so shocked and like us, I don't know, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, faux feminism is, is trash. I can't stand that. You know, trash. That's what I call it. Like the whole glossing over. Like it's faux feminism. It is. Like take it out of the trash with Put 2020. You know what? Yeah. On December 31st, we'll take out faux feminism with the rest of the trash from this year. <laughs> if I want to leave you guys with anything, it's my three. They're becoming my three favorite words. And it's not 2020 is shit. It's be about it. Be about it. 
call something out. I don't care if it's, if you're the biggest feminist on earth and there's a woman being an asshole, or if it's a guy or if it's a, if it's Elmo, whoever it is, if it's Kim Kardashian's vagina, (laughs) call it out and tell it how it is, except don't be an internet troll. Okay. 